You found it. The no-nonsense, no-script podcast you've been waiting for. Real people on real issues. Welcome to Dynamic Independence. The home of logic, reason, and common sense. Let's do this. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. I'm Johnny Anderson, and I'm joined today by Bruce Adams. Good afternoon, Bruce. How are you today? Good afternoon. Uh, yeah, healthy live, doing well. All right, that's good. As long as you're healthy, that means you can vote, right? <laughs> right, yeah. Can't yeah. do it in person, okay. though. You have to do mail-ins. Well, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. Let, let's discuss a little bit of mail-in voting, right? Let's let's just get right into it. No fancy intros, none of that garbage, right? So <laughs> let's just get right into it. All right, mail-in voting. You know, I've been seeing videos and I've been seeing photos and things like that circulating and, and whatnot online and in social media and stuff like that. I mean, it comes through on my parlor feed all the time and people are putting up videos. They live in the same household with a Democrat or they are a Democrat and they live in the same household with a Republican. And what they're actually seeing is the ballots will be mailed to them, right? So it, it comes to you. Doesn't matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat. They tell you on the actual ballot itself, your political affiliation is not listed and your ballot is secure once you put it back into this return envelope, right? Which is prepaid. And so, of course, ballots are in two languages, right? The video I saw this morning, the woman points out, she says, look at the back of these things. Okay, so you seal the ballot up, right? So you fill it out and you put it back in. Okay, so that's what she did. So she showed it how you seal it back up and all that stuff. But if you flip it over, there's a barcode and there's obviously the recipient's name. Okay, and then there's a number that's underneath of that barcode along with your name. And in there, it will show an R or a D, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. Now, they say that, oh, no, we, we don't need to know your political affiliation. That's not going to be disclosed to anyone other than whoever opens the ballot. But it's listed right there on the back. If you know what to look for, it's listed right there on the back, whether it's an R or a D. It's that simple. Mail-in voting, as far as I'm concerned, where did this come from? Where on earth did this come from? Was this slipped into a bill somewhere? Or have we always had the system and now we don't know it? I mean, where in the world did this come from? I know we've talked about this before briefly, but where did mm -hmm. all this crap come from? It's like all of a sudden these things just start popping up all over the place and the Democrats are running around in cities and they're sending out 10 ballots per household and sending out sending ballots out to people that have uh, relatives that have been dead for 10 years. We're sending them out to our dead pets. So, I mean, where did this mail-in voting crap start? Where did this start? Where did it come from? That's a good question where it started. Um because the last or, or the first I've heard of it is this election. I've not heard of mail-in ballots before this other than never, never. Um, the absentee ballots, which are completely different. And I've heard yeah, arguments different. talking about, um, well, we've had mail-in ballots for years. You know, look at absentee ballots. N no, absentee ballots, you you have to actually request. There's, there's a, a lot more stringent process. Versus mail-in ballots. Mail-in ballots are we're going to send every person that is uh, listed uh, to you know, but um, every person that is registered to vote gets a ballot. You know, again, I don't. When the government says on those ballots, it says nobody knows your political affiliation. First of all, that's a load of BS because you have to register to vote, and who do you register to vote with? The government. I mean, they they know it. And then on top of that, anytime the government says, "Oh, we're not going to pay any attention to this," you are going to pay attention to it. That's a load of crap. <laughs> so, yeah. 
basically, mm-hmm. I don't trust the government. So mm-hmm. I, I always thought you trusted the government. It's news to me. I, th- yeah. <laughs> I thought you were uh, wholeheartedly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mm-hmm. thought you All were. In. Yeah, you know, you believe mm-hmm. the government on everything. So yeah, okay. everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But okay, so now Bernie Sanders, right? Bernie Sanders. Do you remember Bernie Sanders? He was the guy that was running for president. Do you remember him? Wasn't he? Wasn't that old grumpy guy that he was? Yeah, socialism. Yes, old, old grumpy that, guy. Yeah. yeah, Karl Marx of mm-hmm. the New Age. Yeah, him. He, yeah, okay. He's now saying that he's calling for the House to return to Capitol Hill because they're adjourned right now. He's calling the House or calling on the House to return to Capitol Hill to negotiate funding and remove the Postmaster General. And he's now saying that Trump is trying to undermine American democracy by defunding the Postal Service. The Postal Service is bankrupt. The Postal Service has been bankrupt for a long time. It used to be one of the most prestigious jobs in the country to have until everything just got out of control with it. The pensions are a mess. They're a mess. The delivery system. All right, look, you want to save a billion dollars right off the bat? Here's my solution to that. You want to save a billion dollars right off the bat? Stop Saturday deliveries. Stop Saturday deliveries. You want to save even more money? Dissolve the post office, open it up to the free market and let companies bid on it. That's where I'm at. So this whole idea that we're going to undermine American democracy by defunding the Postal Service. No, you're not undermining democracy by defunding the Postal Service. You're undermining American democracy by having vote by mail in the first place. Mm -hmm. That's that should be the headline here. Not Bernie Sanders is trying to accuse or is accusing Trump of trying to undermine American democracy by defunding the Postal Service. Absolutely not. You're the ones that are out there. Well, Bernie Sanders, I can't say he's the one. He's he's an independent, but he's a socialist. So he's for the mail-in voting anyway. It's rigged elections in a socialist system, always has been. So the Democrats are the ones that are out there in neighborhoods with truckloads of ballots, just dropping them off, saying, here you go. Here's a couple thousand ballots. Yeah, take 10 to that household. Take 25 to that one. Take 12 to that one. Take 15 to that one. That's what's going on. How is that not undermining American democracy? I mean, other than the, the fact that we're not a democracy. Go ahead. The, the other thing that I'm seeing as well on, on uh, various social media websites and whatnot, I peruse them from time to time to see what, what the left, uh, what the general populace is being exposed to. Mm. Um, I, I, I've seen a lot of photos of um, trucks coming in and picking up, allegedly picking up mailboxes, right? And just and removing the mailbox from an area. And many of these that I'm seeing, if you do a little bit of research, those very same photos in the same areas and everything were actual photos from articles from eight years ago or so, uh, so in some cases, where they were replacing the mailboxes. They weren't hauling them off. So they're, they're trying to create a narrative of, see, they're, they're, they're trying to, to screw over the election and they're, they're taking away mailboxes and all that. N- no. That was old information, and that's not even what they were doing. They were replacing old ones. So there's also a, a campaign of misinformation going on, whether it's directly funded by the enemies of America or it was, um, uh, you know, just kind of a someone taking it upon themselves to push a narrative. I don't know. But nonetheless, it's a it's misinformation. We're going for this mail in voting system, but yet no one's actually approved this. Like no, no one's no one has actually gone through this. We, we haven't had a national debate on this. Nothing. It's just like it. It just popped up. And all of a sudden it's like, yep, that's how we're doing it. And we're doing it because of the pandemic. Well, wait a minute. Uh, no, 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 no. See, all this just happened to show up and no one's having a discussion about it. We're having a mail in voting system. And you're trying to tell me there's not going to be any funny business going on there. 
there were provisions in the first bailout packages to actually stop recounts from mail-in voting. And we were trying to figure it out at the time, weren't we, Bruce? We're sitting there thinking, wait, what is all this mail-in voting stuff? Why is it we don't have any security precautions within the mail-in voting thing? Oh, no, don't worry about it. That's just the absentee system. No, it's not. No, it's not. I can tell you mm-hmm. for a fact it's not the absentee system. It's not. You go through an absentee ballot, right? This is how it works. You request the ballot. You're a registered voter first and foremost. Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing, you request the ballot. The ballot gets sent to you. If you're an overseas voter such as myself, the ballot gets sent to you. You fill out the ballot. You put it back in the secure envelope. You can send it back via secured envelope to the U.S. or... You can take it to your nearest consulate and you can have it or embassy or consulate general and you can have it put in the diplomatic pouch and it will be sent back that day. There's a difference here. There's a big difference. There's a chain of custody. On top of that, the delivery system of the post office. So you're going you're gonna to tell me that there's not going to be an, a declared winner that night because you know that's what it's going to be, right? You know that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, no, we, we've still got we got ballots that have been sent out today and it's been it's been postmarked today, so it won't show up for, I don't know, four to 10 days or possibly longer. We, we're not sure. So uh, we're, we're just going to have to wait uh, to declare a winner. So how long are you going to carry that one on? Has the well, Supreme Court not, even been asked to rule on any of this? Well, technically, it's a it's a state by state thing. But even let's say they did the mail-in ballots. Do you know how many lawsuits are going to be filed after after the counts and everything? Because you, you know Trump likes doing that kind of thing, right? When there's any kind of funny business going on, he's going to challenge it. And because mail-in voting has so much funny business associated with it, he's going to file lawsuits and it'll be at the local level. And then it'll have to go to the next, you know, the next court of judges and then the next court and then it's the state Supreme Court. And then it'll go from the state Supreme Court to the actual Supreme Court. And so it, it's just going to, we'll be litigating this for the next three, four months, just trying to figure out all this to go on. So by the time the next president is supposed to take office, there'll still be, you know, battles on it. So uh, it's it's foolish to do this. And this is exactly what they want. So the most trusted person that we have in the American political realm today, of course, you know, he he doesn't want to take a position on politics. You see, Uh, he said it himself. You should trust him. Right. He said that. Right. If he may. Right. <laughs> just you want to mm. listen to trusted people such as him, Anthony Fauci. You, you want to listen to people like him. Right. Now, he's been yeah. right. St. Anthony Fauci. Yeah, St. Saint Anthony Fauci. That's the one. Yeah. 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 He's been right. Yeah. He's been right. He said so. He's been right. If he may, of course, he's now come out. Now, if we're supposed to trust him, right, he's come out and he said that he approves of in-person voting. He said that there, this is a quote, there is no reason why we shouldn't be allowed if done carefully. So the whole premise of doing mail-in voting is so you don't go to the polling place and everything becomes, you know, a big giant Petri dish, right? That's the point. So we want to do mail-in voting so we can avoid coming into contact with other people. Is that correct? That's the whole point of it. Fauci says, well, we don't have to worry about that. If carefully done, then we can have in-person voting. So this is a clearly this is a uh, this is a devastating blow to the uh, pro mail in voting crowd. If you noticed, the only people that are promoting the pro mail in voting, like the the only ones that are pushing it, are like celebrities and Democrats. Have you noticed that? Yeah, <laughs> like, it's yeah. just them. And they were pushing it uh-huh. way back when all this started. Oh, we're gonna, there's no way we're going to be able to vote in person. It's not going to happen. They were saying that in January. No, nah, it's not going to happen. We might as well just go ahead and yeah. get used to the idea that we're going to be doing mail in voting. Jennifer Gardner, I think, was one of them. Which is, uh, well, yeah, they don't she, want you to leave your house. 
at all. Yeah, of course not. Even when no, there's not, not a pandemic. No, you might kill somebody. You know, Fauci may be uh, well-educated. He may know what he's uh, talking about when it comes to pandemics and, and whatever. I don't think he does. Um, I think he's a politician. Well, he, he hasn't actually seen a patient for 40 years, but, you know, whatever. Honestly, who do you think you are telling us we can can't vote, first of all? Second of all, it's our states that dictate how that state is going to vote, not St. Anthony Fauci uh, or, or even the president of the United States or the Democrat Party or the Republican Party. You guys don't dictate how we vote. It's, it's the states that dictate how each state individually votes. So um, bugger off. He says, I think if carefully done, according to the guidelines, I think if carefully done, according to the guidelines, there's no reason that I can see why that not be the case. Mm. If you go and wear a mask, if you observe physical distancing and don't have a crowded situation, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to do that. He's speaking of mail-in voting. He says, and this is a quote. He, he was asked about uh, at-risk people and physically weak, you know, the ones that uh, to stay home. He says those people should be allowed to mail-in vote, yes. He said, though, he emphasized, he says, there is no reason why we shouldn't be able to vote in person or otherwise. That's his actual quote. I'll give him this. He's at least being somewhat consistent because he said very similar about the protests. Excuse me, riots. Yeah, he well, said similar if, about that. So nothing if not consistent. So I, I'll, I'll give him that. He's been consistent in saying they should be following guidelines and blah, blah, blah. I'll give him that. But um, it's not his job to dictate whether people can or can't vote or how they should vote. So let's jump out to California, right? So California, California had a, we, we talked about it here a while back. California was tied up in a lawsuit with a church, right? There was a church out there that said, yeah, we're going to have services. We're not going to listen to your ridiculous orders. We're going to have services. And they defied the the orders of uh, Governor Gavin Newsom out there. And they said, we're going to have services. And they did. They didn't care. They didn't care. Now, by the way, just so you're aware, uh, the right to worship is protected by the U.S. Constitution. That's your constitutionally guaranteed First Amendment. Okay, so the government cannot take that away from you. They can't. Yeah, but that's hidden in. That's like way down deep in the Constitution. Yeah, it's so deep. Nobody reads that deep. deep. Yeah, it's so deep. It's at the first part of it. Yeah, it's so deep. It's at the first part. Yeah. Right. So the L.A. County based Grace Community Church, this is the church where it happened. Right. They defied all this stuff. They were they said, OK, we're going to hold our services and we're going to um, we're going to take it to the courts. If that's the case, if that's the case, if we're going to be told to shut down, then we're going to take it to the courts. Well, they went to the courts and the courts ruled in their favor, in the church's favor. They said, yeah, you can hold indoor services, but worshipers have to wear face coverings and practice social distancing. Well, I guess a little victory is even a little one, isn't it? L.A. County has come back and they've said that they would continue to work through the legal system. In other words, they're going to find a judge that will take the case and will side with them. That's what they're going to do. Uh-huh. Uh, and they'll take it all the way up to the state Supreme Court if they have to, because that's just how disgusting these people are. Uh, they said they'll continue to work through the legal system to ensure that the health officer orders are upheld. These health people have been incorrect about everything. It's about not allowing people to practice their faith, whatever that faith is. That's what it's about. I haven't heard anything about synagogues being closed of you, except in New York City. I think I've seen that synagogues. New York City did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, OK, well, I, I haven't I haven't heard it about anywhere else in the country. Did you? What about mosques? I know for a fact that mosques, uh, there was one location. I'm wanting to say it was Cali, but I could be wrong. Uh, there was one location that they allowed them to do their um, prayer on loudspeaker uh, mm-hmm. in the middle of a pandemic. 
that was okay. But you're not allowed to go out and which, by the way, the residents uh-huh. weren't too happy about that one. Just I'm uh, sure they weren't. They weren't. Yeah. But I mean, to be that fair, was okay, but. yeah, to be fair, I mean, it's gone so far throughout uh, the Muslim world. It's gone th- so far as to the Saudi Arabians canceling the Hajj, you know, the pilgrimage to Mecca. Yeah. They shut Mecca down. They shut it down. Mm-hmm. So anyone that wants to go there, you can't go there right now, I don't think, unless they've opened it back up partially. But um, I still th- I think it's yeah, I think it's open now. You think it's open now? OK, but still, I, they I shut so. it down. They, they initially yeah. shut it down when they come out and do something like that. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. I guess the bigger question here, is it uniformed across the board or is it just this one church? Is this is it just it, OK, let me put it this way. Is it uniformed across the board or is it just Christians they're going after? Because that's kind of what the feeling is that I'm getting here. It does feel like they're targeting Christians pretty heavily. Muslims are usually OK. When when there's when there's persecution stuff going on, Muslims are generally across the board exempt from the persecution, whereas Christians are usually the target. Jews are usually the target. That's the, yeah. So I'm looking to see if there's any synagogues. Oh, here you go. De Blasio says that uh, synagogues that don't comply with coronavirus rules may be shut down permanently. So, okay. So it is. Okay. Yeah. All right. So they're shutting them all down. Okay. Yeah. They're shutting them all down. Your thoughts on the, uh, on the court ruling? I mean, it's, it's a good start. It's a good kind of in their favor, but saying that, well, no, you still have to wear masks. No, I'm sorry. There is no stipulation in the Constitution that says you're allowed to to freely worship, not just allowed, but that is your constitutional right to, to worship freely. Uh, and they keep quoting this to us. Anytime, anytime a Christian or a Jew or wants to come in and do something in the government and or, or wants to hold some kind of prayer or whatever, they always come at us with, Separation of church and state. Separation of church and state. Okay. Okay. Then your state cannot come in and tell Christians what to do. If there's a separation of church and state there, then the state has to bugger off when it comes to Christian and and religious things, period. So if they want to come in and say, I'm sorry, you have to shut down or you have to wear a mask or you have to do this and you have to do that. Uh uh-uh. Separation of church and state. Sorry. You, you can't, you can't do anything there, but there's no standard there. There's no, they don't, they're not consistent. It's a double standard. It's well, you can't do anything and you have to do what we say. Um, I, I'm sorry. Last I last I checked, um, the only reason that you have any power and authority is because we allow you to have power and authority. So um, maybe maybe you should be trying to make nice with us as the American people. But yeah, well, I think they're trying to make nice with us. Right. They just want us to save lives. They want us to do our part. Right. They want people to to step up and be responsible. Isn't that what Joe Biden said? Wants people to step up and be a patriot, right? Be a patriot. Wear a mask. Mm. Well, be a patriot. Maybe maybe, maybe we should point out that uh, every time a tyrannical government has taken power, there's been millions of lives lost. So maybe we should save lives and start going after government. Just no, that's a conspiracy that theory. that out there. That's a conspiracy theory. Government saves. Government saves lives. No, actually, I'm not done on the church thing. Let me let me no. add this other thing on the church thing. Not only am I frustrated with the, the governments, uh, local and uh, state and so on and so forth, I'm frustrated with the, what they're doing with the churches and stuff. But as a Christian, where the hell are the, where are the churches and the other uh, Christians? Where the hell are you guys? Like, you should be the ones right up there in the for like you should be in the faces of the politicians saying no we're not going to do this we have constitutional rights where are you guys standing up and fighting for this do you guys not remember 
that in the beginning, when when we were revolting against the British, right? We were fighting against the British. Do you not remember that it was the churches, pastors that were holding rallies and whatnot in the church buildings, telling like their congregants, guys, we we, we got to prepare and fight the British because they're tyrants. Do you guys not remember that? Where's your backbone? Like, it's just, it's so frustrating because there's so many things in the Bible that teaches. Uh, by the way, the Bible teaches that you're supposed to follow the laws of the land. I, I've harped on this before. What are the laws of the land in America? Constitution. Where are you guys standing up for the Constitution and fighting for it? You raise an interesting point there. And I've been hearing this for a long time. And that is the churches are compromised, right? I, I've heard that. And yeah. to a great extent, I, I think that that's actually the case. I think that's why you're not seeing churches stand up. Yeah. Is yeah, they're, they're, yeah. It's big money. It's big money. And it's it's been compromised behind the scenes and they carry specific messages and that's all they talk about. They don't deviate from that path. And so I don't want to say that it's meant to uh, it's meant to undermine the church as a whole because there are people in there that think as you do. But the biggest thing that we're seeing now is and I've been hearing this for the better part of a decade uh, about churches is essentially this is what's going on behind the scenes. Churches are being told, look, this is how it is and this is what we need you to do. I think it all starts with the fact that churches are 501c3, right? They're tax exempt. So as being a charitable organization, the government can then turn around and target that particular church, charitable organization, whoever, and say, this is what we need you to do if you want to keep this status. And if you don't, then they'll revoke it. Case in point, I know people that run a church that pretty much had that almost happen to them. And they actually had to contact their representative in the House of Representatives to get it sorted out. And so what you run into now is you have these compromised churches, you know, specifically like mega churches and things like that. You have these compromised institutions because what? The powers that be that want to collapse civilization, they know that churches are exactly what you just said, right? They're areas where people got together during the American Revolution and fought back against what was the elite at the time, and we put them out of business. They can't have that. So what have the churches become? The churches have become an organization to preach to the masses to stand down. That's what it's become. Don't worry about it. The Lord will take care of it all. And then, there, of course, there's those that believe in the, oh, you we're all going to be raptured out of here and it's not going to be any big deal. No, 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 no. See, that is how they get good minded people to do nothing with that message there. It has to be the way that you're talking about. It has to be the messages preached at the pulpit. They have to be the organizations that champion freedom and liberty and justice. And they're not. They're not. They've been compromised from the inside. So to a degree, I agree with you. Uh, I do think it's been compromised. And just to be clear, it's not like a broad brush that like, uh, you right. know, it's it's money for all cases or whatnot. Right. It, generally speaking, you know, there's some that it's money. There's some that it's like um, getting strong armed by the government. There's some that it's um, they're just uh, left leaning and on board with the whole socialist idea anyway, because they think, well, you know, it's. It's being charitable and blah, 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 right? And and they're okay with getting involved with government. Legislating morals, basically. Uh, that's kind of old think, being okay with that. And that's not, no, you don't legislate more morality. But uh, just on a doctrinal difference, those that believe in the rapture, at least the ones that I know, are, are, are going to get raptured out. They're actually fighting harder uh, because they know time is short. Case in point, I'm one of those and I'm here on the podcast doing what I know to do and, you know, doing everything I know to do to try to get people to wake up. But, you know, 
but it varies. There, there are also some that are exact opposite of what you're saying. So generally speaking, yeah, I agree. Uh, but there's, there's obvious caveats and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying, but you know, it goes to the, it goes to the bigger issue. You know, the, the bigger question here is how do you look past it? Now that people are so far down that rabbit hole and so far into that, uh, that message of standing down, well then mm-hmm. how do you snap them out of it? Because those are the good people. Those are the righteous people. Those are the people you want on your side. Those are the ones that you want championing your cause in the marketplace of ideas. So where are they? How do you get them out of it? You can't break. I've talked to some of them. You almost can't break them out of it. I've tried. They are hard headed and they say, well, you know, pastor says this, pastor says that. And it's like, is that all you listen to? Like, I understand where you're coming from, but for crying out loud, you got to think a little for yourself here. It's like they, they just say, oh, OK, well, I'll put it all in God's hands. You can't do that. He expects yeah. work from you. Yeah, faith requires action. The, exactly. Another thing about that, uh, to your point, it just kind of dawned on me. Being a charitable organization, you know, the 501c3 and all that and not having to pay taxes. That is actually, now that I think about it, that is a big, that is more of a big deal. And that's why they've been disarmed. And basically, they don't talk about politics anymore on the pulpit because they're afraid they're going to lose their tax exempt status. When in reality, you guys can talk about it all you want. Number one, that's part of your freedom of speech. And number two, freedom of religion. So they can't do it. If they try to do that, that's discrimination, both freedom of speech and religious discrimination. So technically, you have a the means for a lawsuit there and to fight. But uh, again, we've Christians largely have been wussified. Yeah. And it's sad to see. It really is because it's like, you know, it is. historically, we're the fighters. That's yeah. what it is. And, you know, just like you, I'm sitting here doing this seven days a week, same as you, because I'm not all into no disrespect. I'm not into like all that rapture stuff and all that stuff. I'm, I'm not into all that, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'm sitting here Doctrine doing this difference. because, yeah, I, and that's fine. But yeah, I'm sitting here doing this because I know like we have a common understanding that there is not much time left to try and salvage the situation. Mm-hmm. I yep. can see this getting more and more crucial every single day that we sit here and do this. And it's like I- I'm walking around. I'm I'm looking out at people in society and it's like, man, they are just out in the middle of nowhere. They're out in the middle of nowhere. Nobody seems focused. Nobody seems uh, determined. And I, I'm not sure what it is. It's like I, I'm walking around, man. It's like I, I'm seeing things. Things are going through my head. I'm going over things that we're going to be discussing and stuff like that because we're trying to wake people up. And it's like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. And it's like the, the organizations mm. that you want to to wake up the most in the churches, you want the church congregations to wake up. You want the faithful to wake up. And they're not. They're mm. not. It's very frustrating. It's very frustrating. It is. Speaking of people that aren't putting up with it any longer. San Francisco. We talked about San Francisco yesterday. You know, the bum I was talking about that was walking down mm-hmm. the uh, down the road with the fence post that was smashed out car windows. Right, right. <laughs> there are people that are taken to the beaches out there in uh, in San Francisco, and they're not putting up with it. Baker Beach in San Francisco was, uh, was a hot attraction. Parking lot was full. Traffic was slow. And people are out there. They're quoted by saying this. You know, I'm at the beach and Corona's a lie. <laughs> it's nice to get out and enjoy nature, but there's a lot of people that are here. So I made sure I had my mask in my bag and I'm prepared. Yeah, okay. Well, the beaches are closed. They closed the beaches, but people don't seem to care. They're going about it and good, good. I say good. Get out there, right? Get out there, get some sun. If you go back and you look at pictures of the 1918 flu pandemic, if you look at the quarantine centers they had set up in tents outside of town, what did the nurses do with the patients when the sun was out? They dragged them on their beds out of the tents and moved the beds outside. Why? Vitamin D. 
It's key to fighting off infection. Your body needs it. If you don't have vitamin D, you die. Well, you don't get vitamin D if you're stuck in your house all the time, do you? Especially summertime. You want to get out there. You want to, you want to get some sunlight. So I say good on these people, right? Good, good on them. Get out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't, don't pay any attention to this crap. The only way this is going to end is when people stand up and just say, you know what? I'm getting on with my life. I don't have time for this. That's the only way it stops. I find it ironic that they're pushing these socialist ideas that it's no longer you own it. Now it's we all own it. It's kind of ironic. They're pushing that idea and then the state saying, you can't go to the beach. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hold on. Don't we own the beach? Well, together we can do it. How can you tell me? Together we can do it. (laughs) Sorry. Uh Uh-huh. Uh huh. But but uh, like that's that's my point. Is technically in this scenario, we the people do actually own the beach. Like it's, yes, it's public it's, property. It's public property. It is public property. So for the government to come in and say, okay, you can't use public property. No, that that's public property. That means it, it's for public use. You you as a government can't dictate what we can and can't use when it's public property. Like yeah, that's so. It, it just it, it makes no sense that they're they're going in and doing this. It, it really doesn't. And and the other thing, these other states that have public property and then they're charging you a fee to go and use the public property. I get the reason for doing it for upkeep and all that, but uh, yeah. But we're, hold on, no? whoa, whoa, stop, 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 stop. I haven't heard about this. What is this? They're charging you to go to yeah. places. Okay, where do your taxes go? Yeah. Well, I mean, you want to go to the beach and like the the eastern. Uh, East Coast, yeah. Okay, yeah, they charge. Yeah, okay. So like Florida, to, they yeah. charge you. They but they pay. Yeah. They charge you for parking. It doesn't cost you to go on the beach. You're talking about parking. They they charge you for, or do they pay? It doesn't no matter. They're, no, they're charging you to go to the beach. Period. I remember. Yes, they were ha- they were charging people twenty five dollars a day for beach passes, and that was yeah. each time you went. That wasn't. Yeah. That wasn't you know one time, and that's what you pay. No, if you left to go get some lunch and you came back, they charge you again. Even even if it was even if it was just parking, it doesn't matter. The the point is, is it's so far away from most people anyway that you have to use the parking. So it, it's kind of no, it, it's just it's just the way for the government to try to get more money off of us when they already steal enough from us with taxes. They're just uh, so no, I, I'm I'm what where where is the American spirit where we freaking revolted over a tea tax and now. We're having something that's 10 times worse than what that was. And yeah, we're OK with that. We, we, we wouldn't mind just, you know, kind of a small cut in taxes, you know, but more or less, it's OK. You know, we have to fund all these welfare stuff and, you know, all the uh. it was a 2% tax, by the way, for those that don't know, 2%, 2 We went to war and formed a nation over 2%. OK, if that just gives you any idea. All right. I, I look at all these things that you're talking about. Right. Where's the American spirit? And, you know, I, I mm-hmm. think, OK, where, where's the American spirit? OK, yeah, I've been asking that question for over a month now. Where in the hell is that fighting American spirit? Where is it? The Germans have more of it right now, I think, you know, yep. I'm not being disrespectful to my own countrymen here. But, uh, you know, they're putting millions in the streets. Where are we? We have three times their population or more. We could put tens of millions of people in the streets. Where did the protests go? There were the state houses, the mayor's offices, the city halls. Where'd they go? They were out there. They were peaceful. Hell, Michigan, they stormed the building. You don't need no stinking permit. The police were standing side by side with them. Oh, it was that's right. by the police. Too. That's that's right. They burned your neighborhoods down. So you went home, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Those are the type of people that we're up against here. You go out, you protest their tyranny, their authoritarianism. They burn your neighborhoods to the ground. Your businesses get looted. They get boarded up, shut down, and you get bankrupted. That's the war we're in. 
Now, I know that that's not a shooting war because inherently, see, this is it. As human beings, we're inherently designed to go to war in a situation like that. We're inherently designed to fight someone coming at us, trying to impose authoritarianism on us from a military aspect. That's what it's always been, right? Tribalism kind of thing. Oh, one group invades another group, and this is how it works. One group comes in with guns and you know, all that stuff, which, okay, Americans are out there always polishing up their guns, always talking about, oh, we got the Second Amendment. We're not going to be invaded. Okay, we're being invaded now economically. What's the difference? A foreign enemy coming at us with military force, bombing our infrastructure, couldn't do a better job than what the corrupt establishment has done to the U.S. over the last 70 years. How is that not being at war? See, we can't recognize it. The elites have studied history. They understand what works and what doesn't. You go in and you try and take over a country like America militarily, it's not going to work. They know that. You got 100 million armed, pissed off gun owners that are legal, right? You try and do something like that, no, it's probably not going to go too well. That's why the Japanese never invaded us. Oh, they talked about it. They talked about it. That was an actual plan put forth by a lot of the top brass. And a lot of them said, no, we can't do that. Because what? There's an American with a rifle hiding behind every blade of grass. Oh, they actually thought about invading California. They thought about it. But they didn't because we had an armed populace. Same thing with a lot of other countries. That's the largest armed force on the planet, if you think about it. So it would go very badly for anyone that tried to do it. But if you go at a nation economically, if you go at a nation with, say, oh, I don't know, a pandemic maybe, and you can arbitrarily grab control, shut down society, turn things on and off however you choose, you deindustrialize a country, you sell out their infrastructure, you sell out their mineral rights, you sell out their resources, you sell out their farmland, their food, you sell out their medical supplies, their pharmaceuticals. If you go in to conquer a country 100 years ago, those are the things you would target with the military might. But if you do it through trade deals, one-sided trade deals, if you do it through corrupt established politicians, lobbyists, financiers, all of it, if you do that, how is that not the same thing? They've traded in military uniforms for Gucci suits. That's all they've done. And they've bought off the media to carry the agenda and give them cover through the whole ordeal. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. But see, we're at zero hour now, right? We're here. People are starting to wake up to it. And better late than never, right? Better late than never. Mm-hmm. So yeah. people are at least starting to get it at this point, which I'm glad at that. But, you know, we got a lot of work to do. We got a lot of work to do because this gets worse before it gets better. OK, I hate to say it like that, but this gets worse before it gets better. But with that being said, if we had a media that was actually in favor of the people, isn't that what you say, Bruce? The media is supposed to be on our side and they're supposed mm. to be. Right. If we had a media that was working for us, that was working for we, the people, I don't care what country you come from. Right. If you had a media that was actually working for you rather than tailoring a specific agenda to keep you distracted and dumbed down, then you might actually know what's going on, which we got some information coming up this week. Oh, it's going to knock your socks off. That's going to be some good stuff. We got Marty back on Thursday this week. Uh, We're going to be talking some vaccines with him. It's going to be great. Because we stopped, we just kind of, we were looking at something else last night, weren't we, Bruce? And we just kind of tripped over that and thought, wait a minute, uh, what's this? And uh-huh. as we started to uh-huh. dig a little bit, we thought, oh, that's bad. <laughs> oh, that's really bad. So we're going to cover all that with Marty on uh, on Thursday this week. So be sure to check us out on Thursday. But anyway, back to the point. If you had the media that was actually for the people, that was actually promoting an agenda of freedom, of prosperity, of liberty. Or just truth. Or yeah, just truth for that matter, because they're not. They're not. We talked a little bit about it yesterday, what they're doing, how they're not showing the context of certain things. So you had (laughs) the far right. Floyd. Go ahead. 
You want a case of, of it? George Floyd. You've seen the footage, the actual camera footage, right? The yes, um, from, from the yeah, they were far more gracious and lenient. It, it's very clear when you see those the footage there, that the body cam footage, that they were not out there trying to kill the guy. They weren't. They, there was no agenda. To, so, in other words, there was no reason to riot. But that's exactly what they wanted. But it doesn't excuse what the what the guy did. That doesn't excuse that. Uh, he, he still no. he still um, did what he did. And there's no call for that. There is absolutely no call for that. And now I'm still concerned about how that case is going to go, because Ellison, like I said, he upped the charges up there. And that's, you know, they're going to walk. I, I know. And that's the problem. That's the problem. They're going to do it on purpose. They're going to let him walk on purpose. And I think yeah. they're going to when's the trial? Do you know? Is there is there a date on the trial? Because if they can up the charges, because as you up the charges, like third degree murder, that's open and shut. Right. That's open and shut. That's a slam dunk. But now it's second degree murder. Right. Which is harder. to prove. No, it would not have even been the trial date, by the way, is March 8th. 8th. March 8th. When you go into the body cam footage, though, mm-hmm. and, and look at how even if the charges were lower, I still think they would walk. Uh, and the reason I say that so is manslaughter, Floyd, involuntary. Manslaughter. I don't. I don't even think man. I don't even think involuntary manslaughter would work because when you look at it in context, Floyd was already before any of any of that was uh, started. He was already complaining about not breathing, being able to breathe. He was already complaining. This was long before they even had him on the ground, and he was already mm-hmm. caught lying multiple times. You can stand to reason that the the guy, um, the the officer that was working with him at the nightclub, right? It's already stand to reason that you can bet that he knew something about Floyd a little bit because, I mean, they were co-workers. So yeah, Floyd was kept a, saying... Yeah, you and I talked privately about what that might be, but that's, you know, that's just my take. I'm not going to talk on that, but yeah, go ahead. Right. But the thing is, is Floyd, he lost his mother two years ago. And in the in when the officers were arresting him, he was saying, I just lost my mother. I don't want to go next. Please don't shoot me, blah, blah, blah. And he kept doing this stuff over and over and over. And it's like the officers constantly were trying to reassure him. They did pull their their firearm on Floyd at the very beginning because Floyd kept reaching over into like the glove compartment behind yeah, him and you can't you know, all that. that stuff and, you can't and do that kept with cop. disobeying orders. And it's like, you don't do that when law enforcement, when you, they come it to your was, vehicle like that. Wasn't his girl trying to tell him, hey, uh, you need to knock it off and you need to cooperate? Yeah. His, his girl was saying, like, quit quit resisting and all this stuff, which, by the way, law enforcement never said anything about resisting until much later, uh, until after they had the cuffs on him and everything. And he was uh, he requested to uh, lay on the on the floor or on the ground. That was a request of his. And then the officer like he was asking the officer not to uh, to leave him and all this stuff. And when you look at the the scenario and everything and how Floyd started resisting and everything. No, I don't think the officer should have had his knee on his neck. Right. That is not part of training. Right. Right. At the same time, this guy is much larger than they are. And he was resisting. He was on multiple types of drugs. Technically, he should have been dead with the amount of drugs he had in his system. But nonetheless, he was still kicking and he was fighting. He was constantly you know, resisting. There's so a, I, it's tough. It's a tough. Yeah, one. it is. It is. And there, I mean, I've been in situations where I've gone up, you know, in, in those kind of situations where you go up and you arrest people and they're bigger than you. 
right? But you're counting yeah. on the training that you've had to get you through that situation, and whether it gets physical or, or not, and, and it, you know, stays verbal, you know, you hope to stay verbal, mm -hmm. but sometimes it doesn't always go that way because it never goes the way they train you. But I've gone up against people like that and they've been, and I've gone up against guys that are smaller than me, but they've been hopped up on drugs and it's like, they've got superhuman strength. I mean, that's, that's no joke. Anybody that's ever done any kind of law enforcement work, if you go up against someone that's on some kind of drugs, especially if they're smaller than you. Yeah. Okay. I don't, don't want to get too deep into that. But anyway. Yeah. So all that to say, uh, to, to bring it back to what we were talking about, how the media is screwing us over with lies and whatnot. When you look at the, the George Floyd situation and that and the entirety of it, and you look at the body cam footage, the narrative that uh, the officers were out to kill them, a black man. Uh, like the media has been saying, is completely busted when you go and look at the body cam footage. And the thing is, the body cam footage has been out there from the very beginning. The media had it from the beginning, and they just sat there and lied to us. In fact, other countries, the UK specifically, had already played the body cam footage on national news media. Why had it never been played here even before then? Because it doesn't fit the agenda. It doesn't fit the narrative. Exactly. They have to show you things in a certain light. It's precisely what we talked about yesterday. They don't show you something unless it fits the narrative. Unless it fits that agenda, you don't see it. And sometimes they don't show anything at all. They might show you inklings of something. In this case, they gave you half of the situation, right, as it related to George Floyd. They gave you half the situation. Same thing when it comes to what happens out in the streets of uh, Antifa, which, by the way, I thought about this today. D do you know yesterday we talked about the... Proud Boys going up against Antifa in Kalamazoo. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that's actually what happened at all, because I mean, I think the Proud Boys were out there fighting themselves to make it look like it was, you know, a staged event because Antifa is a myth, right? Right, right, right. So they weren't mm -hmm. actually mm -hmm. there. They, they weren't actually there. Right. right. I, I just, it was just thought the other Proud Boys that, you know, black right, block. Right. And, they, you know, yes, right. they were. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And dressed like slobs and people that look like they hadn't showered in six years. But yeah, uh -huh. just coincidence, I'm sure. Gain, but gain anyway, away, so. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. And the showed up chain smoking. Yeah, sure. Smoking through a mask. That's something I will never forget. You, you just don't get that image out of your head when people do that. You couldn't make it up. But the media, they give you half truths. They give you half of the context of what you're trying to see. And then other things they just completely ignore. Here's a list of things that's put out by the Federalist, right? I love the Federalist. These people got banned by Google, right? So if Google bans them, guess what? We love them, okay? That's that's how we roll here. So I, I want to talk about this. So the Federalist has put out a list of seven things that the media ignores because, I mean, the truth might actually, oh, God forbid we tell people the truth about something, right? We can't have that. We can't have people knowing what's going on. No. Number one, Spygate. This is the thing with Flynn, right? This is the whole thing about... Um, the the Flynn thing is tied up in that. Yeah, there's an element of it. Yeah. And then you've also got things in here with like Carter Page and, and all that stuff. They, like the media did some kind of a story on this, but they spun it. And it was just, oh, yes, there was this little thing here and, you know, nothing to see here. And there's an ex-FBI lawyer that's expected to plead guilty in review of Russia inquiry. And and that's that's really about all it is. Uh, pr prosecutors didn't reveal any kind of evidence or anything. So there's really nothing to see here. And that was really all they talked about. They, they uh -huh. didn't really get into any kind of details or anything. As this has gone on, Flynn has been vindicated, hasn't he? Yeah. The courts let him go. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. The um, the, the thing is, though, the the throwing the, the FBI agent, that that's just their scapegoat. That's the one that's right. Um, it, it goes much deeper than just one 
retired lawyer. Right. But these are the people that they'll use to throw on the sword, right? They'll, they'll, they'll tell them to go out, fall on that sword, because we can't have that going up the ladder, can we? Because you know, right. going up the ladder, you know who it, in, it implicates, right? We know who goes down if it goes up the ladder. So I think that they'll take the deal. They'll go after those people. They'll throw them to the wolves. The media will get their pound of flesh. And then that'll be the end of it. That's my guess. That's my guess. I hope that that's not true, but that's my guess. My whole thing with the Spygate thing is, and there's a lot to this. We don't have time, unfortunately. We're getting low on time here. Uh, We don't have time to go through all this. We could come back to this at a later time. That might be a good thing to, to cover at some point because- This here, if Trump gets reelected, he's got nothing left to lose at that point, does he? He doesn't have to worry about another term. So he can go as hard as he needs to go after this particular group. And I mean, in a nutshell, okay, in a nutshell, you have to understand what was done here. Okay. And please tell me if I'm wrong here. But in a nutshell, in as compact a way that I can put this as possible, they tried to overthrow a sitting U.S. president Mm -hmm. and they got caught. Okay. Now, here's the bad part about it. If that's not bad enough, they know that they got caught. Okay, I'm talking about the people that are involved here, right? And we'll name names as as we go back and we cover this again. Basically, it was every, it was the previous administration and other people that were involved with yeah. that previous administration, and it goes all yeah. the way to the top. Okay, they got caught trying to overthrow a duly elected president of, for, and by the people. They know that they got caught, and here's the worst part about it. Here's the worst part about it. They know that we know that they got caught. And so they've painted themselves into so many corners, they don't have any corners left. If all this would have come out, if all this comes out, if the American people actually knew, and if the American people actually gave a damn, then these people would be up there, perp walked like Nuremberg trials. That's what would happen. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. That's where they belong. That's what you call treason. I don't care who the president is. That's what you call treason. If someone would have tried to do this to Obama, I'd be just the same. I, I'd be saying just the same. If Bush tried to do this to Obama, I'd be trying. I'd be saying just the same. We have democratically elected presidents, and he was a democratically elected president the first time, at least. <laughs> the second time, I'm not so sure. But the first time, okay, I can believe that. Yeah, people were pissed off at Bush. Right, people were ready for a change. So I get it. Uh, number two, this is one here that really hasn't made the headlines at all. It was a short, off the beaten path kind of thing. Wasn't really paid too much attention to. This is huge. And that's the Israel and United Arab Emirates peace deal, right? This is big. This is yeah, big. That was a big deal. And you know the NP, you know NPR, they had the gall to come out and say, "Well, this is just this is the finalization of the deals that Obama started." Are you serious? You have the audacity to come out and say something like that. So someone that didn't give a damn about the nation of Israel, someone that didn't give a damn about it, you have the audacity to come out and say something like that. And now the Saudis are talking about getting involved on this deal. That's even bigger. We've had a guy go in there and cut a deal, which that's what he does. That's what Trump does. He's a deal maker. He goes in, he cuts a deal. He brokers a peace deal with Israel and the United Arab Emirates. And they're talking about bringing the Saudis in on it. That's huge. That's huge. The last three administrations couldn't get it done. This is a big deal. And the media just ignores it. The thing is, Mm -hmm. this is 25 years. It's been, well, I think it's been over 25 years that a Muslim nation has like identified Israel as being its own nation. Like this hasn't happened in a long time. It's a big step towards peace. Indeed it is. So the next one here, they're pretty much ignoring uh, Hezbollah, right? From, uh, from Iran. They're, they're ignoring them. So where, where's that talk? Where, where's all this talk about what's going on with, um, 
Where, where's the talk about the involvement of Hezbollah in Beirut? Where's all the talk about that? It was my understanding they had compromised most of the government over there. Isn't that correct? Yeah. So per interview of, of someone from that area, from that world, they have a large portion of the government there under their control. And we, we've kind of talked about it. I don't know if we talked about it on recording or if it was off, but we, we talked about ammonia nitrate. Uh, that they're storing up in different warehouses and whatnot. That's one. Of, that's their mo. That's what they do, uh, and they use that and say, "Hey, we're gonna, you know, if you don't do what we say, we're gonna blow this up." And it fits their mo. So whether or not this was an accident, that's yet to be seen. But uh, this guy was thinking, "Yeah, it wasn't an accident." This guy's on the opinion that it was it was an intentional thing to try to stir up trouble because it, you know, we've talked about it before. It's kind of convenient where it happened when it happened. They had the um, trial going on for some of their members. Yeah. So mm-hmm. anyway, kind of kind of interesting timing. Yeah. OK, so uh, we've also got uh, major news on China. That's being ignored. China's not in the news much these days, are they? Not really. Not really talked about no. all that much. Yeah. China's been kind of taken off the off the main spotlight area. See that the media doesn't really pay too much attention to them. Why? Because they're in bed with the CCP. That's why. Look at any news network over there. I guarantee you. I guarantee you that you won't find a single mention of China in four hours worth of, quote, news coverage. Won't happen. Why is that? Because they're downplaying that. Everything here is about a massive disinformation campaign. It's all been redirected to Trump and the West because this is the target. This is the target. Western civilization is the target for the established order. We are to be gotten rid of. We are to be made non-essential. That's why we're getting used to those terms now. Essential, non-essential. COVID-19. Have you heard anything about it over the last two, three months of where it even came from? Have you seen a single story about that other than people like us and others that are sitting here talking about it? We hear about COVID-19 all day, every day, right? It's in every headline. We're inundated with it. Cases here, restrictions here, another lockdown here. And uh, we've got to look at uh, taking care of this over here because we got to get to, you know, we got to get this to this certain point over here, but never a mention of where it came from. China's open for business. They've been back in business for months. As a matter of fact, I read today that there was a big party, no social distancing, no masks, at a big park in Wuhan. Huh. Well, that's where it came from. So it stands to reason that if they're not having any problems by now, and it's been less time, then why are we having so many problems? Well, we just can't seem to get it together, can we? The West, we, we don't see we don't know how to we capitalists, we we Western free people. We don't know how to deal with pandemics as good as the Communist Party. We don't know how to deal with it. They've had success. Sure. We haven't. No, there is some truth in that. When you can lock in your residents or your citizens and weld them into their apartment buildings. Um, I mean, yeah, there, there, there are. We're not as effective as that because we can't do that. <laughs> so there, there is an element of that. Yeah. Fair enough. And, you know, there's just that other thing about, oh, I don't know, you know, uh, state sanctioned brutality and, you know, dragging people out of their homes, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, th- th- we don't we don't go for those kind of things. Yeah. So no, we, we really don't like that kind of stuff. But OK, yeah, that's been sidestepped. Also, what else was sidestepped? What else was not paid attention to? The trade deal with China, right? China lost the trade deal with the U.S. Trump beat China on the trade deal. We got a pandemic after that, didn't we? Just saying. They didn't talk up the trade deal. The media didn't. They didn't talk up the trade deal. What are they ignoring now? They're ignoring Hong Kong. They're ignoring the bullying of Taiwan. They're ignoring the persecution of the Uyghurs, right? The Chinese Muslims. They got three million of them in slave labor camps. Why doesn't the media talk about that? That's a big deal. 
the use of TikTok and WeChat to spy on Americans. We're hearing all that talk about TikTok now, aren't we? Why don't they pay attention mm-hmm. to that? Why aren't they talking about that? COVID-19, right? Here's another one, right? COVID-19. No one's paying attention to this. I mean, yes, we're hearing all about it. You know, this and uh, well, we've we've got to we've got to get this vaccine. We're we're going to do this. We're going to get to this milestone. And we got to knock that curve down because we're in you know day what is it now 160 almost of 14 days. Wow, that's that's quite something. But the coverage, most notably on this, of hydroxychloroquine, we talked about it, possible therapeutic or completely eliminating any type of um, any type of uh, symptoms at all. But instead, what do we get? What do we get? The person who ingested fish tank cleaner, right? That's what we get. We get ingesting of Lysol, right? That's what we get. But we don't get any actual talk about something that's been known to work for SARS-CoV-1. Stands to reason if you've got a virus that's got a 75% similarity or roughly, then it might work on SARS-CoV-2. Just throwing that out there. The fact Did that- the media talk about that, by the way? Sorry, you, you brought no. up the fish tank cleaner one. Did the media talk about what transpired after that it turns out it was murder uh no they didn't mention that no they, they did not mention yeah. that mm-hmm. yes that was the one yeah, the woman was so. poisoning her husband or something right yeah 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 the wife was no they, they didn't mention husband, that yeah no they, they didn't mention that but see we get all these spins they don't actually focus on the real thing they do cover it but it's covered in a way where it's shown in a negative light or it's spun around to where you think oh no 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 see you don't want anything like that if you were to listen to the media about everything then you would think that the four horsemen of the apocalypse are riding through the middle of town that's what I mean, that's not yeah, right. That's the way that they are. Or I mean, you're just waiting for the clouds to part and hear a trumpet and a seal to be cracked open. Right. For those that know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. That's what they make it sound like. There's no hope. There's all this despair. There's nothing that's going to save you except for Bill Gates, a vaccine and a mask. It's really pathetic. It is. It is beyond pathetic. The 2020 election. They're ignoring completely. We've talked about Joe's health, right? Joe Biden. Oh, mm-hmm. fittest man, fittest man that's ever lived, ever run for the president. Right. You look at him, what's he out there doing? You look at these propaganda videos, and that's what they are. They're poorly done, too. What is it? Joe's out there driving a hotshot Corvette, right? A convertible at that with a mask on. It's the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. And they're doing cut video, right? It's edited video. We edit video. We know what it looks like. They're doing cut video. It's edited. It makes it look like he's a coherent, on-point kind of person, doesn't it? (laughs) Or he's riding a bike. Yeah, he's riding a bike. Yeah. Yeah. The the riding of the bike. Mm -hmm. They're not paying attention to this. They're not looking at his uh, his behavior. They're not looking at his at his uh, forgetfulness. They're not looking at all of his stumblings and and things that like if you were you brought it up the other day, if you were to look at the way that he behaved years ago and then look at the Mm -hmm. way he is now. I mean, I remember what the guy was doing when Obama was in office, when he was his vice president. I remember him going around giving campaign speeches. That is what I know Joe Biden as that not this. I don't know what this is, but this is not Joe Biden. This is not the Joe Biden that I've known for the last, you know, in politics for the last 20 years. So they're just ignoring all that stuff. They're, they're not paying any attention to any, any of this. They're making all this deal about, oh, Trump's cognitive test and all this. CNN, Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo were making fun of uh, of Trump's cognitive test. Right. But where's the test for Joe Biden? Why, why aren't we hearing about that? It's come all on, about. Man. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah. What, what are you, you going to take a cocaine test? Yeah. Come on. Come on, man. See, they don't pay any attention to that stuff. Where's the fact that he makes all these statements about that are clearly racist, by the way? Where's the talk about that? Where's all that talk? Where's the talk of the statements he's made in the past? If the media is non-biased, if they're truly in the middle, if they're truly wanting to bring people, well, the truth, then where's the talk about that? Or the fact that he's behaved like a, uh, well, the Tara Reid story, right? 
The Terra Resort, where's that? Where's the talk of that? I thought all women were to be believed in the era of Me Too, weren't they? Mm -hmm. Even yeah. Kamala Harris. That's what they said. Even, even Kamala Harris said that. She said, well, we have to believe Tara Reid, right? Isn't that what she said in the beginning? Yeah, in the beginning, yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't specifically her. She said we have to believe them all. But yeah. Oh, we have to believe them that all. That includes well, okay. Tara Reid. That yeah. would include her, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So where's the, the support for him now? What, she's going to be his vice now? So what, Tara Reid just goes away? And this one, <laughs> <I> right? <laughs> and this one, the riots. Yeah. Where are the riots? There are no riots. There's never been any riots. Right? It's been a peaceful protest. These have been mostly peaceful demonstrators. Antifa's a myth. Mm, yeah, Trump comes out, makes peaceful injuries. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, mostly peaceful injuries. Yeah, no, 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 no. You're right. Mostly peaceful injuries. Mostly peaceful fires being set. Yeah. Trump comes out and makes a criticism of Democrat-run city. He sends federal officers to protect federal property. And what does he get called? Fascist. He's sending in an occupying yep. army. When they were calling for him to do worse things than that. But, you know, if at any other time, if at any other time, let, let's just reverse this situation. OK, let's take the let's take the federal courthouse in Portland. Let's take Chaz as well up in Seattle. OK, let's take these two scenarios. This is my brain working. Take these two scenarios and reverse it, completely reverse them. Get rid of Antifa and put right wing nationalists out there in the streets taking over federal courthouse, trying to burn down a federal courthouse. They take over the Capitol Hill autonomous zone in downtown Seattle. OK, do that. They, they go down there. They put up uh, they put up uh, flags and, and they, uh, they they got people with guns walking around on the streets. Do you have any idea what the media would do to that? They would be all over it. They would be all over it. They would descend on that place and they would call it an insurrection and they would demand that a U.S. president do something. And you know something? Yeah. A U.S. president in that case should do something. They should shut it down. I agree with that. They should shut it down. That's unacceptable in America. That's unacceptable anywhere as far as I'm concerned. So you see, it doesn't matter, right? It's a double-edged sword with the media. It doesn't matter. It should all be shut down. We have to have law and order. But see, it comes from one side. It's okay. It's okay. Why? Why is it okay? Why is it okay if it comes from one side? Because I'll say it again. It is their revolution. It is their time. Their time's over. They know it. They're done. They're done. They're, they are used up. They're washed out. People know who they are. Their mask is off, so to speak, in the era of masks. They have nothing left. They have to go for it all. Uh, and you know something, Bruce, we've been sitting here for uh, for an hour and we still haven't covered everything we wanted to cover. Can you believe that? Where, where does all this time yeah, go we, these days? We, we, we kind of got tied up in other things, uh, which some of it was my fault with the Floyd thing. But yeah, it's OK. It's all right. And, you know, you ramble on and on about, you know, the Constitution and churches and all that stuff, you know, just side stuff, really. And That's it's true. <laughs> you know, it's just not important. You know, it's not like you have a right to that stuff or anything, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. You don't have a right to go to church. <laughs> Are you crazy? You don't have that right. All right. Uh, we're going to have to jump out of here today. But for those of you who have not, you'd like to please do give us a follow on the social media platform of Parlor. Love getting your uh, your feedback, your echoes, your likes, your comments, your upvotes, all the above. You can follow me over there at Jay Anderson three. You can follow Mark at Marty Foster. Also, if you don't want to follow us on social media, you can drop us a line at tips at dynamicindependence.com. Would love to hear from you that way as well. If you want to uh, send us some feedback, would love to hear from you. Also, we would humbly ask you to pass this along to friends and family. We appreciate all of you that do listen every day. We appreciate that very much. Thank you all very much. We would ask you, please pass this along to friends and family. Uh, it's word of mouth that does help us grow, and we do appreciate the numbers. Uh, so if you could please do that, we would be forever grateful. We're on just about every platform out there. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Deezer, Pandora, iHeartRadio, all the major ones, uh, and even a lot of the smaller ones. Someone actually told me the other day, somebody, uh, a listener we have out in California said they have just some generic podcast app 
and we're listed on that one. So like I said, we're just about everywhere. And for those of you that do listen, if you could please drop us a rating on whatever podcast app you listen to us on, whether it's Apple Podcasts or whatever respective app you do listen to that allows you to rate. Five stars would be appreciated. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time today, Bruce. And from all of us here, wherever you are in the world, we thank you for listening because it's all of you that listen that make this all possible. We love you and we love freedom and independence. And together we'll continue to fight for those in the marketplace of ideas. So we'll see all of you tomorrow.